Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. Today we are starting a brand new message series called Things Jesus Never Said. Now, this was not our original plan, just to be honest. We normally plan our message series about six to nine months in advance. And so we planned months ago that after Easter, we were gonna do a series on relationships. But whenever all this stuff started happening and we started being quarantined, we thought that it would be incredibly cruel right now to do a series on relationships. So when we started thinking and brainstorming and praying about what to do, we decided to lean into our value that Jesus is our message and just continue to talk about Jesus. Because as a church, you need to know that we are unapologetically all about Jesus. And we just finished up a series called Jesus in His Own Words, where we looked at what Jesus said. And in this series that we're calling Things Jesus Never Said, we're gonna take a look at the things that Jesus never said or some things that we thought that he said, or maybe we were taught some things that he said, but he really didn't say it, or if we were him, some things that maybe we would say. And so today, if you're taking notes, and I really hope you are, we're gonna be talking about this sentence that Jesus never said. You don't need to forgive them. That's a sentence that Jesus never said, and we'll find out why in just a moment. You don't need to forgive them. Oh yeah, we're going there today. I'm gonna get all up in your kitchen today, Uh, but it's gonna be good. And here's why, because today we're gonna get better. We're gonna get better. And so let's pray, let's invite God, and let's, let's, let's invite him to do whatever he wants to do over the next few minutes. Okay, God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We ask that you speak to us today. This is a topic that's hard because we're talking about things that maybe people did to us or didn't do. We're maybe bringing up hurts and wounds from the past. But God, what we believe is that you can speak to those things, that you can heal any wounds that we have and that today we can experience freedom And so God, we give you permission to speak to us. And we thank you for Jesus. It's through the awesome, powerful name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Now, earlier this week, um, I, I read something that talked about how to live your best quarantine life. And I figured that it would have stuff like make sure that you're fully stocked on all the essentials right now. Make sure that you are fully stocked on toilet paper and your your favorite snacks and and comfort food. Make sure that you have the best high-speed internet. Make sure that you jump in as many FaceTimes and house parties and Zoom calls and Instagram Lives as possible to make sure that you're staying connected to other human beings. Make sure that you find the perfect show on Netflix to, to binge watch and to stream. And But what I saw surprised me. It's something that I honestly, I didn't expect at all. It said 
that if you and I want to live our best quarantine life, that we need to make sure to forgive those who've wronged us. That for us to thrive during this season of life, that we don't need to be carrying around this baggage of unforgiveness. And in Matthew chapter 18, we find Peter, like that Peter, the most famous disciple, the one that walked on water, the one that wrote some of the Bible. And we find Peter, and he's struggling with this idea and this concept with forgiveness. And, and he, he says this in verse 21. It says, then Peter came to him, and him is Jesus. He came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? And then he says, seven times. And if you ask me, I, I, th I think that you're a pretty good human if you would forgive somebody seven different times. That if, that if you wronged me seven different times and I offered you forgiveness seven times, I would think that that would be great. I don't know if I have that in me. I feel like I only have like two to three before I'm like, I'm done. But listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Not one time, not seven times, but 70 times seven. And for my mathematically challenged people out there, that's 490 times. So why did Jesus say that? Like, did he literally mean that we should forgive somebody that hurt us 490 times? And when I started thinking about that, Here's what I felt like God spoke to me, is that I think Jesus said that because he knows that if we're keeping score, then we haven't really forgiven. That there's no scoreboard when it comes to truly forgiving other people. And in these verses, Jesus, he's saying there should be no limits to the amount of forgiveness you extend to other people. But I'm convinced that one of the hardest things for you and I to do is to truly forgive someone that has hurt us because it's so much easier to not forgive. But here's what we've got to understand today. I'm telling you, we have got to understand this fact that unforgiveness, it doesn't destroy the other person's life, it destroys your life. And in Matthew chapter 18, if you continue to read, and I want to encourage you to do that this week. I just read a few verses in there, but he, he goes on, and after he says this statement that you should extend this limitless forgiveness, he tells a parable about forgiveness. And we don't have time to read it, but here's kind of the big idea of that parable that he tells, is that choosing not to forgive is choosing to put yourself in a personal prison. And what I believe is that right now, some of you are living in a personal prison of unforgiveness. But here's the good news. Forgiveness is the key that will unlock the cell door and set you free. And so I've heard it said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And some of you have been tricked into thinking that you not forgiving that person is actually hurting them, but it couldn't be further from the truth. 
You not forgiving them, it's, it's not hurting them. They may not even know. But I guarantee you that it's hurting you. And if you are a follower of Jesus, if you've made the decision at some point in your life to say yes to Jesus, say yes to grace, and made the decision to follow him, forgiveness is not optional. You see, Jesus expects forgiven people to forgive people. So there it is, right there in black, white, and most importantly, red. Jesus said that you and I should forgive. Jesus never said that you don't need to forgive them. But I think that sometimes we struggle with forgiveness because we buy into lies that it's something that it's really not. And so for the rest of our time remaining, I wanna just give you three things that forgiveness is not, okay? Number one, forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of what happened. It's not. That's not what forgiveness is. It's not minimizing the seriousness of what happened because what happened, what you experienced was serious. You see, maybe the person that you loved or the person that you you know, made vows to. Maybe that person cheated on you. Maybe a close friend lied to you or lied about you. Maybe someone that you look up to or admired. Maybe somebody that was in leadership let you down. Maybe someone broke a promise and betrayed your trust. Maybe someone took advantage of you. Maybe someone who should have loved you who should have protected you, instead abandoned you. Maybe someone abused you. Maybe that was verbally or emotionally or physically or maybe even sexually. Listen, listen to me. Forgiveness is not saying that what happened is okay because it's not okay. It's not saying that what happened is not a big deal because it is a big deal. It's not saying that what happened didn't hurt because it most certainly hurt. Forgiveness is not just sweeping everything under the rug and minimizing the seriousness of what happened. And number two, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Let me put it this way, that forgiveness is not making it right with the other person. Forgiveness is not reconciliation because reconciliation, making it right with the other person, it takes both people, not one, it takes both. Let, let, me, let me explain it this way, that reconciliation is a two-player game and forgiveness is a one-player game. It's what I decide regardless of what you do. And listen, if you require reconciliation for forgiveness, then you are holding yourself hostage to the person who hurt you. And they, not you, determine how free you get. And so think, think about this principle. That here's what I believe with all my heart. Forgiving those who hurt you is the key to not being permanently victimized by them. I believe that. I believe that forgiving those who hurt you, it is one of those keys to not being permanently victimized by them. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. And then number three, forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is not a feeling because the truth is you will probably never feel like forgiving that person. 
that that person hurts you so much that you'll never feel like forgiving them. But I don't wanna be somebody that's always led by my feelings because I've learned that my feelings will lie to me. And I'm grateful for my feelings. I'm grateful that God wired us to have emotion and feelings, but they make awful decisions and they are terrible leaders. I don't want to be the type of person where my choices are always following my feelings. No, choices lead and feelings follow. Write this down, that forgiveness starts with a choice, not a feeling. That forgiveness, that's, that's where it starts. Forgiveness starts with a choice, not a feeling. And most of the time, I believe with all my heart that it's not a one-time choice. It's a choice that we often have to make every single day. And I think that's why Jesus used this language in Matthew chapter 18, where he said this 70 times seven, this limitless forgiveness, because sometimes there's things that happen in our life and we have to choose every single day, sometimes multiple times, every single day to extend forgiveness to that person because it's, it's not a feeling, it's a choice. So how do we practically forgive? Like, what does that look like? What does it look like for me to forgive somebody that's hurt me? Well, there, there's a lot of different things that we could possibly answer that question, but today, I just wanna give you, and really I wanna challenge you with one very practical step that you can implement in your life today. One very practical step. And the warning, there's nothing inside of you that will want to do this. You're gonna hear it and your first response is gonna be absolutely not, forget about it. There's no way I'm gonna do that. But I promise you, you'll, you won't know it works until you try it. So here's the one very practical action step. Here it is. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for that person that hurts you. And keep praying for that person that hurts you. Jesus said this. These are other things that Jesus definitely said in Luke chapter 6, in verse 27 and 28. He said, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. And some of you hear that and you're like, I, I don't have a clue how to pray for them. And some of you hear that and like, okay, fine. I'll pray for them. I'll pray every single curse and plague that's in the Bible over them. I'll pray this verse over my enemies. Arise, O Lord. This is Psalm 3-7. Arise, O Lord. Rescue me, my God. Then it turns violent. Slap all my enemies in the face. And it gets even more violent. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. And some of you, you're reading that. You're like, I just found my life verse right here, right now. That's it. I get it. Slap my enemies. I'm praying that today in Jesus' name. Shatter the teeth of the people that hurt me. That's not really what uh, Jesus meant when he said pray for those that hurt you. It's, here's what he meant. For you to literally pray, God, I pray for that person that hurt me. I recognize that you love them and that you want a relationship with them just like you love me and just like you want a relationship with me. So today, God, I ask that you speak to them. I pray that they get closer to you. I bless them. 
And I bless every single area of their life, their family, their marriage, their influence, their job, their everything. I bless them. And listen, if you do that, I can't guarantee that they'll change. But here's the truth. Your prayers may or may not change them, but they will always change you. That they will. They may or may not change them, but they will always change you. And see, for the majority of my life, I, I, I didn't really struggle with unforgiveness. That, that really isn't a massive part of my story. I've always tried to have thick skin and a soft heart. And, but a few years ago, I experienced this like I've never experienced it before. I got broadsided by some news that I never saw coming and it hurt me really, really bad. I felt rejected, I felt passed over, I felt betrayed, I felt embarrassed, I felt humiliated. And I was deeply hurt, like deeply hurt. And instantly, as soon as that moment happened, I knew that I should forgive. After all, like I'm a preacher, that's what I do. I tell people to forgive other people and I knew it, but there was nothing on the inside of me that wanted to do it and I couldn't do it. I was too hurt. So for six whole months as a pastor, I carried around unforgiveness. Like it was this big old piece of baggage that I was just carrying around this unforgiveness. And it negatively affected every single area of my life. It affected my attitude, it affected my joy, it affected my fulfillment, it affected every single relationship that I had. I felt like I didn't have any hope and it even affected my health. Like during that six month span, I got sick multiple times. And I truly believe because I was carrying around unforgiveness. And so the next January comes and it's in, in January, we do this every year as a church. And this happened during this year, the January came and we did 21 days of prayer and fasting. And as we went into that prayer and fasting season, my wife, who, by the way, is much more spiritual, much more godly than I am. Heather is amazing. And uh, she challenged me and she convinced me that during these 21 days of prayer and fasting that I needed to pray all 21 days for the person that hurt me. And the truth is, I didn't feel like it at all. I didn't wanna pray for them. I, like, I, I, would, I would much rather get a voodoo doll and just start bah, yeah, yeah, just trying to do everything I could. To, but I'm kidding, by the way, kidding. We do not believe in that at Queen City Church, so please don't send me any emails, okay? Uh, but nothing inside of me wanted to pray, nothing. I don't wanna pray, but even though I didn't feel like doing it, I still made the choice to do it. So through gritted teeth, I prayed for 21 days. And God, I pray for that person. I pray that you bless them. Now, what I didn't do is I didn't minimize what happened because what happened was real. What happened hurt. I didn't minimize what happened. I didn't sweep anything under the rug. And at the end of 21 days, I'd like to tell you that there was reconciliation, but there wasn't. There wasn't reconciliation, but I was different. I don't know if they changed, but I know I did. I wasn't carrying around this baggage of unforgiveness. 
and I was able to move forward with my life. And listen, it wasn't easy, especially at first. It wasn't easy. But here's what I've learned, that forgiveness is not always easy, but it is always right. That forgiveness, it is really hard. It's not always easy, but I promise you, it is always right. And I know that a topic like this can really stir up a lot of emotions. It can make you wanna push back and say, yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know what they did. And that's true, I don't. And I know that for some of you, that forgiveness seems impossible and you think there's no way, maybe that works for you, but that won't work for me. I wanna encourage you today, it is possible. It is doable that you don't have to carry around this baggage of unforgiveness. You don't have to go through this season right now where we're all quarantined. Like you can work on some stuff to where you're not carrying this stuff around. You can finally move forward. You can experience freedom and healing. You can, because God showed us when he forgave us how to do that. L listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter one. Verse seven, it says, He, God, is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son. And get this, He forgave our sins. Colossians chapter two, verses 13 and 14 says, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, you and me, that we have been completely, totally and fully forgiven, our past, our present, our future, every single bad thing that we've done, every single bad thing that we've thought, every single bad thing that we've said, every single thing that we've been 100% fully forgiven. And the truth is today is that you and I will never have to forgive anybody more than God has already forgiven us. But what I've learned is that you can't truly extend forgiveness until you truly experience forgiveness, that we can't give what we don't have. So the big question today is, have you experienced the forgiveness that only comes from God? That limitless, never runs out forgiveness that only comes from God. Have you experienced that? Because once you've experienced forgiveness, it's a whole lot easier to extend that forgiveness. Listen, forgiven people forgive people. And I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said, to be Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in me. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. And we do this every single week at our church and we feel like it's so important 
for you to ask God right now, God, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me today? What does my response need to be to this message? And maybe you find yourself at church today and you need to make the choice to forgive, to forgive that person that hurts you. Or maybe you need to make the choice like I did during that 21 days of prayer and fasting to start praying for someone who's hurt you, to start today praying for them. Maybe that's your response or maybe you're here and you are far from God right now. And like we do every single week, we wanna give you the opportunity to make what we believe is the most important decision of your life. The decision to say yes to grace, to receive forgiveness, to make the decision to follow Jesus. And maybe you don't have a relationship with God and you've never made that decision. Or maybe you have in the past, but you've walked away from God. Maybe just today, let me just put it this simply. Today you find yourself at church and you just need a fresh start. The amazing truth today is that you can receive forgiveness. You can receive, it's there. That all you have to do is that everything can change. You can receive grace and love and forgiveness with one heartfelt, sincere prayer. And so if that's you today, I want you to just pray this in your heart right where you're at. Just say, Jesus, I love you and I need you. And I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Thank you for forgiving me. I receive your forgiveness right now. Will you come live inside me, change me and make me brand new. I surrender my whole life to you. I, I give you my life. And today I choose to follow you. We thank you for Jesus and we thank you for the forgiveness that is found only in him. And it's through Jesus we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople.com.